You're listening to Sports and Corks. I'm Emily, and I'm joined by our guest, Raul, who has joined for previous episodes, not recently because of the panini, but, you know, we're going to talk NFL. It'll be great. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me on, Emily. Thanks for joining. Like, for, I'm course. excited. Um, for folks who like listen regularly we often like reference Raul with when it comes to like oh he probably like knows about the numbers like our numbers guy or like stats guy um and it's because Raul pays attention to the things outside of like oh this game happened but like the viewership and different things like that um yeah. the bigger commentary I, I pay attention to things nobody usually cares about so I like to comment on that here and there well it's appreciated it brings a different yeah. perspective that like Emily and I usually are not um addressing or thinking about because we're just like yeah this game was so fun <laughs> <laughs> oh no glad i can do that and uh glad to be on the podcast all right so we're gonna just like blow through college football um some of the big games that emily and i spoke about last week the arizona byu game byu won and uh, sad face i don't love byu they won 27 17 <laughs> uh and then some more West Coast football. San Diego State beat Pac-12 team Utah. So hoping to see some good things out of San Diego State this season. Like they're ranked and hopefully that means good things in terms of representation for the Mountain West. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean great things for the Wyoming Cowboys, but we can all like hope for the best there. I, I support Wyoming. That's my uh, college football analysis. That's that's a very positive one. That's a good one. Um, you know, they've won every game this season so far. That's good. How many games have there been? Two? Uh, they've played, I thought, three. Oh, okay. As you can tell, I pay attention. I know. <laughs> um, no, I'm trying to think. Maybe it is two. I don't know. I They have won all of their games. I and they've looked okay. So I'm fingers crossed. They keep doing all right. They keep having a good showing. Oh yeah. They played three. They beat Montana ah. um, state ball state yeah. this last weekend and Northern Illinois two weeks ago. Okay. And I thought Northern Illinois was kind of random. And I remember that like a couple years ago, Northern Illinois came to Laramie and it poured rain, so there was a rain delay. The game didn't finish until 3 a.m. Ooh. Ooh. I don't remember this. Was, was this when we were there or after? Um, it was when I was there for grad school. It was my last year. Oh, okay. So it was after. Okay. It was, it. Yeah. It, it was not a great time. So that, like, game, I was like, oh, they're finally playing them again. <laughs> Uh, and won again and fortunately did not it was not a long drawn out game mm. um and then iowa state beat unlv iowa state hopefully they continue to be on an upward trend after losing to iowa last week unlv i'm really not sure if i'm not really sure how unlv is gonna do it's okay they're a basketball school and Alabama beat Florida, but it was close. It was closer than I anticipated. Alabama won 31-29, so maybe Florida is pretty good this year. 
Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I'm looking like I just saw that score and I'm like, wow, that's like, that's a close game. Yeah. UG Alabama just blows out everybody. Yeah. Even other SEC teams. And yeah. I don't know. It's not that Alabama looks bad. Like Alabama is a very good team again this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Florida must be good. I mean, that's good. Mm-hmm. That it, it helps the SEC is Texas and Oklahoma join it and <laughs> get to be the bottom of the barrel there. Uh, moving on. More SEC. Auburn lost to Penn State 28-20. I like to see the Nittany Lions win. I know that's a very hot take in different circles, but I don't know. They did their whiteout, and that's so fun, and I, I love a good Penn State game. And then Fresno State, another um, Mountain West upset of the Pac-12, which bad look for the Pac-12. Like, I really want to, like, cheer for the Pac-12 so that people take the Pac-12 seriously. But then they lose to Mountain West teams, which, like, I'm biased towards the Mountain West teams more than the Pac-12 teams. So Fresno State won 40-37. So it's looking like these California Mountain West schools are here to win. Mm. That's Mountain West Conference doing good. Yeah, it's I'm liking the way it's looking and yeah, hoping for lots of positive things. And then this weekend, some games to just kind of be on the lookout for. Notre Dame plays Wisconsin. That's like Saturday afternoon. I think it's at noon Eastern. Um, mm. Texas A and M, Arkansas, two ranked teams, but or A and M is ranked. Arkansas is not. Um, I mean. Maybe Arkansas is actually very good as they beat Texas last weekend, or maybe Texas is terrible. Who knows? <laughs> Texas beat Rice this weekend, like 50-something to zero, but that's not saying much by beating Rice at football. Mm-hmm. Even JFK had something to say on that. Yeah, even I can say that. <laughs> uh, Rice is the Harvard of the South. They are not the Alabama of <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Iowa State plays Baylor, a pretty friendly rivalry within the Big 12. Um, I'm sure anyone who's on Twitter and follows me or Emily will see some Iowa State people popping up. Uh, The Tailgate Society is not an Iowa State website, but a lot of folks went to Iowa State. So we'll see a lot of that this week. And then some some Pac-12 games that should be pretty fun so ucla versus stanford stanford upset usc two weeks ago and i mean ucla just took that loss to fresno state so i think it's going to be an upset um i think i think stanford's going to beat ucla and then colorado plays arizona state that's the pac-12 after dark game it could be really fun i mean colorado held texas a&m 10 to 7 for the game two weeks ago and while Arizona state lost to BYU, they might come back with like a vengeance, but at the same time, I I'm thinking Colorado might be looking pretty strong this week. We'll see. Crazy mm-hmm. things can happen Saturday evenings with the PAC 12 yeah. PAC 12 after dark. It's, we'd love to see it. It's yeah. the best time for football. I, I like PAC 12 after dark very selfishly because that's, you know, you're typically out and about, mm-hmm in the evenings and it's like oh we can watch something fun and crazy that like people on the east coast are like i have fallen asleep for this (laughs) (laughs) 
it's like 2 a.m. For, for them there. Yeah, they're like, I cannot stay up to watch some team that, like, I don't even know where this is. Yeah. Which, fair. Fair enough. Yeah. So, college football, good weekend coming up. We're going into week four. Should be good things. But NFL. We're here yeah. really to talk about the NFL. That's what, I, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I still so, like that. Yeah. So, like, just to start off, I think the big game from the weekend um, was the, you know, the Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson showdown. Were you able to watch any of it? The Chiefs versus the Ravens. I have seen clips of it. Yeah. Very exciting game. Um, I didn't watch the whole game, but I watched a vast majority of the game. And that, that, was a, that was a really good game. And I apparently saw so him on some group chats, you know, on WhatsApp and other places. I am apparently finding out people don't like Patrick Mahomes. Is this like something I've just completely missed out on? People or, don't like Patrick Mahomes. That's a very recent thing, at least in like the circle of people I talk to. Like what what happened? <laughs> like why what is ever like I was just shocked that like all these people they were just like rooting for Mahomes to lose and I was like, what happened to Mahomes? I like him. <laughs> do you like could you do you have something? Or I'm, you know the reasoning? I would guess it was because he started doing so well. Like, you know, the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl back-to-back years. And it's easy to hate on Patrick Mahomes. Even though, like, I think Patrick Mahomes is like a person. He's he's out here doing a lot of good things. He's very engaged in the Kansas City community. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, uh-huh. good dude for the most part. Like, I don't care about the Chiefs, but did I root for them when they played against the Buccaneers? Yes. Like, of course. <laughs> and we'll get into that. I know. I know. <laughs> but he I, I I think it's just like easy to make the person who's very good the villain. And we know that Mahomes has many years left in him. Yeah. Like, it's not like he's on his way out and it's like, oh, he's just like so cute and whatever. Like, no, he's very young in his career. So it's like, oh, I'm going to start disliking he's, him now because I know that he's going to beat my team. He's so good. He's so but good. He's and so he's so likable. How, how, this, see, this is what I this is what I was like. I was like, you guys just don't like winners, apparently. Like people that win just don't like people just turn them into villains and I don't, I don't, maybe I've never been like that. I, I think Patrick Mahomes is so good and he, he's, he's crazy talented. And I see some of the throws he makes and it's, it's just like, it is actually like sometimes mind boggling the yeah. throws that he can make and he makes it look effortless at times. It's yeah. incredible. He, I think he's going to be like this great quarterback of our time. So, like, obviously, Tom Brady's 44. He's on his way out. He's, Are you he, sure about that? He's not on his way out as in he's going to be gone in, like, the next three seasons. But, like, he's not going to play from Mahomes' full career. Right. At least we think. For now. I mean, I would be impressed. They'd have to make that man a titanium human to be able to oh, play man. for the next 20 years. Knock on wood, assuming Mahomes doesn't have any major injuries. And right. so Mahomes could have this really good, long career. And so you get the older guys out of the league, you mm-hmm. have this, this young bunch of quarterbacks, young players, and Mahomes is the one that is like the shining star. And yeah. people know like, oh, he's going to come and play my team and win. Mm-hmm. Like as a Bills right. fan, 
I like know it's going to be a challenging game when they play the Chiefs. Right. And I think, you know, Patrick, I mean, if you really think about it, is, you know, Patrick Mahomes very well could have three Super Bowls already if it wasn't for Tom Brady. Yeah. Because they lost in the AFC Championship game, like right there at the end. Um, Then they won the following year. And then last year, uh, of course, uh, they lost to the Bucs. Like Mahomes in his like, well, this is his fifth year or something. Like yeah. he could already, he could have potentially had three Super Bowls. Like this guy is really talented. And I, I think people need to appreciate like this guy's really good. And yeah, I guess as a fan of other teams, that probably doesn't make you super happy because he's most likely going to beat your team because he's yeah. just that good. Yeah. And, you know, he, he's going to, he's, as long as, like I said, no major injury. Yeah. Mahomes is up. He's going to be around for like the next 15 years. Yeah, he, he's going to do well, and he's likable. It'd be one thing if he was kind of a jerk, but right. he's like a likable dude. He's joking around. He looks like he's having fun, kind of like Brett Favre did mm-hmm. when he played for Green Bay, right. where he was just like out there playing the game, having a great time, and everyone liked him. Yep, I, I agree. Uh and on the other flip side, of course, we let's not forget Lamar Jackson, also a very good quarterback. Oh, for sure. Very good quarterback. Very exciting to watch. Um, and he, 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 he basically won them that game. They're, uh, you know, down there at the end of the game. And he's another great quarterback. But again, just going to be honest, he's, he's no Patrick Mahomes. No. Like he's and that's, talented. And that's not a knock on him. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's appreciating that like they're both really good, but it's that difference in like level when you're comparing like LeBron James to like maybe Kevin Durant. Yeah, like LeBron to Kevin Durant, or even you know, and yeah, like a very very great player to another great player, just maybe not as great. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I really I think the Ravens have had a little bad luck already to start the year with a lot of injuries. But um, I think Mahomes and Lamar Jackson is it has the potential. And I think we've already kind of seen it to be like the Brady and Manning years where Brady and Manning just basically fought it out like every playoffs, every game. Yeah. Like I think we're setting up for Mahomes and Lamar Jackson to do that um, you know, for the next 10 years and even throw in even Josh Allen at this point. Like with oh. Mahomes. You're saying nice things about Josh Allen. So when Tom Brady retires, are you going to become a Buffalo Bills fan? Uh, not a Buffalo Bills fan, no. As you know, I'm a very, I'm not a team supporter. I know. I'm, I'm weird like that. I just support players. I will support Josh Allen. Um, I think he's, and I'll be completely honest, I did not think he was going to be this good. Uh, you know, just putting that out there. But he's, he's pretty good. And he also makes some throws, and I think he made one. Um, he made one on Sunday where he like threw it across like his body to the opposite side of the field, and it was just like, and it, it was like an insane throw. And I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's pretty good. So I'm, I'm a little bit. I, I see Josh. I can see Josh Allen being great. I see that. He, he can. I think he's going to do well. Like Josh yeah. Allen's very talented. However, I do understand as much as I like support him as a mm-hmm. fellow Wyoming alum. These other young quarterbacks are going to be they're They're all in different tiers. And I don't know if right. Josh is like up there with 
Mahomes and Lamar. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 he's definitely not up there with Mahomes. No, 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 no. Definitely not Patrick Mahomes. You can maybe potentially have the argument with Lamar Jackson, but that's up for debate. It's when Josh um, is having like a really good day, and right. I'm hoping this season that he like is more consistent in every game, and it's just like mm-hmm. a good showing. Right. Um, because he is getting older, he has more experience. He yep. should be comfortable with where he is. He he has a feel for things. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, there are obviously like quarterbacks in the league that I'm like, how? Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How'd you I... get here? Oh, you're still playing? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You know, I was uh, I was talking to one of my friends about it was kind of a you know debate with you know Josh Allen, Lamar, and Patrick Mahomes. And he, and again, I got to get into Brady. I got to talk about him. But he was telling me all this, like, Lamar Jackson can run and throw, like, no other quarterback can do that. And, you know, I still think, like, a quarterback definitely needs to be a, a, a good passer to yeah. really succeed. And, uh, you know, I, I find this, this is the one thing you could say about Lamar Jackson. And even Patrick Mahomes, to an extent, is like they sometimes extend plays too much, which can potentially put them at risk for injury. And even Josh Allen sometimes does that um, when it's not needed. And I think I wish some of these quarterbacks would like sometimes just go down, you know, just think of the long like the long game and not just the like the current play. And, you know, even Patrick Mahomes has gotten injured doing a play where he maybe just should have gone down or threw the ball away. You know, he didn't need to run around for 20 yards, then potentially get sacked and get hurt. Because, you know, we have a fine example in front of us, and that is Tom Brady, who does not do any of that and just manages to win constantly. Ugh. I know you love Tom Brady, Emily. Tom Brady is my favorite athlete of all time. Okay, like... (laughs) Let's, okay, I got to talk about Brady. I know. <laughs> like, you, do you, you have to find this impressive on some level, right? Yeah. Tom Brady is an impressive athlete. But I don't like, I don't like him. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Like, you don't have to like him. But, I mean, I know, and, and this is the funny part. Everybody says this. He is 44 years old. And I don't know if you like how much you watch Brady, but his arm strength is still there and I have no idea how like you'll you'll see him like rip passes sometimes that he was making 10 years ago or even at this point 20 years ago it's like his arm strength has not diminished I mean okay he's probably not like you know 2007 Brady but for his age and tenure like he still has a really good arm and I just think Tom Brady is ageless I think he's gonna play forever He's not. I'm He's sorry probably. to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> he has a couple seasons left in him. Um, and, like, also, why would you want to keep playing if your body – Because as But that's the thing. Does he really – he doesn't get hit. This was what I was trying to it's say. It's true. He doesn't get hit, but his body is still aging. And, like, he takes really good care of his body. He doesn't right. eat anything bad. He's super clean. He yeah. doesn't have fun when it comes to food or drinks or life. <laughs> like, he lives a very boring life so that he can be very good at football. Yeah. But I think he'll get to a place where he'll be like, I've won a lot. I'm very good. 
I can retire oh, and like I not have, have CTE and just enjoy life. I have seven Super Bowls. Yeah. No. Yeah. See, this is, and I, I totally get it. obviously ages of one day going to catch up to Brady, even though I'd like to believe it won't, but it will. But this is what I was talking about with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar and all these other quarterbacks. Like Brady does not take the hit. Like Brady lives for the next play. Like if something isn't there, Brady's like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like take the risk. Right. Um, And I think that's what has helped him play so long. He doesn't, he gets rid of the ball quickly. And if he doesn't get rid of it quickly, he goes down or throws it out of bounds. Um, And it seems like, it's counterintuitive and it sometimes can seem boring or, you know, it's not flashy. Right. You know, like Patrick Holmes yeah. is flashy. Like some, some of the stuff Brady does is very, it's not flashy. He'll just like throw these five yards, you know, in routes or out routes and just like kind of pick you apart slowly. Um, but I, I just like, I feel like people, and I know I feel like more people have started gaining respect for Brady over the years. Like people have gotten, you know, like there always used to be this Manning is better than Brady or somebody like at this point, if you don't think Brady's like the greatest quarterback ever, like something's kind of wrong with you. I'm sorry if that offends anybody, but like, is there like, I can give you any stat in the world and it's Brady's <laughs> like, it's like hard to even debate against it at this point. Um, and I just, I love watching him and I just think he doesn't look, he looks great every Sunday. It's incredible. I know you have a man crush on Tom Brady. I do. And I admit to it. Yeah. I mean, but he is really like, good. Yeah. yeah. He, he is good. And he. Appreciate greatness. Take, yeah. That's all I got to say to people is you got to appreciate like not, a, not people don't come around like that. Like you got to appreciate what somebody does. And yeah. He, he and LeBron, yes. they, they think about what you said, the next play. And so yeah. they're not doing things that would like put them in a position where they won't be able to succeed in the long term. Of course, Mm -hmm. both of them know that they can only play their sport for so long. Right. But they like are very intentional in how they treat their body, both like while competing and Mm -hmm. while away from it. Um, Right. I mean, there are indulgences, but for the most part, they're pretty, pretty strict about what they do and making sure like they know that they are getting older. And so that Mm -hmm. means they have to accommodate for that. Um, Mm -hmm in terms of both like your, how you're training and like how your flexibility and all of this. And yep. so it, it is very admirable to see that. Like it, it's very interesting. It's good to like, it sets a good precedent. Um, that doesn't mean I have to enjoy them though. I'm like, <laughs> I can appreciate what you're doing. I can appreciate that like yeah. what you're doing within your sport is like incredible. I, I like LeBron James a lot off the court when LeBron oh. James plays any team. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> I don't want to watch him. I know he's incredibly talented, but right. I'm just like, oh, you whine too much. Tom Brady, it's not that he does he whines too much. I just think he's not a great person. Um, <laughs> oh man. That's uh, fine. I, I'm not gonna debate his yeah. Uh, I'm just know. talking strictly on field. Yeah, and on the field yeah. he's great and like he's a good leader. Um Yeah. And the other can I make a real quick point? Of course. Here? to the Twitter trolls out there for the people. I, I am, I am like semi sick of people. Like just every time Brady wins, it's always his O line, his defense, his, his receivers. I just feel like people just love to like, eventually at some point you guys got to realize 
either Brady is just the luckiest football player ever. And if you want to hold that belief, go for it. But at some point, Brady has just been succeeding everywhere with every team, with every kind of player. Like some of that is probably has to do with him a little bit. Like you can't just keep saying like his O-line, his O-line or the defense bails him out. Like eventually that some of that success is Brady because he's been doing it for long enough that you can't just, you know, again, if you want to hold the belief he's the luckiest player ever, go for it. But a lot of the success he's had is due to him. I mean, he came to the Buccaneers, a historically losing franchise. You know, they were not like they were, I think in the past 20 years before they, before they got Brady, I think they had the worst uh, record in the NFL. You can fact check that, but I'm pretty sure it's true. And he, he won a Super Bowl in the first year he was there. Like, you people got to give him some credit. That keeps saying it's not him. It's just the team around him. Like, I, at some point, that's not true. Yes. I think it helps that he came from the Patriots who were not good. The Patriots were not good before Tom Brady. Yes. It's a fact. That's um, a fact. Bill Belichick <laughs> also, by the way, everyone, has a losing record without Tom Brady. Just so we're clear. Yes. I, but I do think, I think all his time with the Patriots and with Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick is a pretty good coach. Yes, he is. I'm not saying he's not a great coach. I'm just saying a losing record before Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so like the, it's, he, it helps that it was Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. It helps that like Bill Belichick takes all these pieces. Like mm-hmm. as a coach, again, it's so, it's, he's an excellent coach and he does this yeah. really great thing where he has, Tom Brady is like the focal point. And then he mm-hmm. built around him where like mm-hmm. the Patriots are doing well for so long. It's not like they had all of these like first round draft picks that were just like amazing. But yeah, they, they picked did, last every draft basically. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> they like did the most with it. Exactly. And it's very, like, so that speaks to like the coaching of Bill Belichick plus like mm-hmm. the leadership of Tom Brady and like how it all like gels together as a team. So then he, you know, he's played there for so long. He kind of understands how to make that work going yeah. to the Buccaneers. You can take that like same framework yeah. and apply it and anywhere. Of, like, yeah, make anything did. work. Yeah. And he, that's kind of what Brady did. He kind of took that framework and took it to the Bucs. And uh, at that point, you know, he had won enough, like everybody kind of fell in line. And yeah. didn't like question it. Yeah. And it kind of, you got rewarded. You won one year in. Yeah. So and, it, yeah. it's definitely, it's him, it's his talent, but it's also, I think if he hadn't had the success that he had with the Patriots, him going mm-hmm. to the Buccaneers, it would have taken a little bit longer, but because yes. he has like the reputation where mm-hmm. if he's like, I need you to do this, like your strength is this, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you're going to go do this. Um, yes. And and so like I think if Tom Brady when Tom Brady retires, if he chooses to stay in football, like it'd be interesting to see if he becomes a coach because I think that would be a good fit for him. Right, and yeah, that, that's yeah to be seen. But de- yeah, he definitely has that leadership, yeah. and he has the success now behind him where it's kind of hard to question him, yes. especially some of these younger players. Like you probably don't want to like say you don't you like tom brady you don't know what you're talking about yeah. it's probably not going to go over too well <laughs> um no tom brady will be like i've been playing football professionally since before you were born yes Sit and down. i've won a lot yeah and you know, the funny thing is that's the great even like with the bucks like they do have i will they have good receiver talent like between mike evans chris godwin even rob Gronkowski. um like 
they have like a pretty decent Antonio Brown and Brady doesn't like play favorites. Like he'll just pass it to who he thinks is open and like no receiver. I don't think any receiver would complain about it. Like you see with other quarterbacks, you know, oh, the quarterback didn't pass it to me. Like, I don't think anybody's doing that to Brady. No, no, because they understand there's like a method. And I think that to get to that takes time to cultivate that type of leadership, that type of trust. Um, And so with Tom Brady being one of the older quarterbacks, we'll have a couple more years of seeing that. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has that and he's on his way out. Right. Um, It's apples and oranges there. So um, we'll see how, what the, the younger quarterbacks kind of do in the coming years who kind of like picks up that same Mm -hmm. like leadership style and how they, how the teams kind of fall who ends up being really good as a result of being like, Oh yeah, this actually works <laughs> Yeah, for any sport. Yeah. You can do that. If you're like, you, you yeah. don't have to have the most talented people. You just have to have one person who's like, okay, we're going to do this and this is how yeah. we're make it work. And it like, kind of works. Yeah. Like, isn't that the whole point of Moneyball? That was, that was the whole Moneyball plot was you got to find people that have a specific, you know, talent or skill and utilize it. Yeah. And Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, they got it. They did that. Yeah. I mean, Brady, you know, again, to his credit, he knows he can't run. (laughs) Like, he he doesn't, (laughs) he doesn't try to extend plays. Like, that's just, you know, he doesn't do it. And good for him to know that, you know. And I think players, other players, other quarterbacks should know, hey, I'm not good at this particular thing. Maybe I shouldn't do it or put myself in unnecessary risk. Or even if they are good at it, like when Josh Allen will come out of the pocket and hurdle people yeah. and like, oh my gosh, don't do that. You're going to tear your hamstring. Right. And yeah, that's just like, that's unnecessary, like injury risk. Yep. You know, I just feel like you don't need to do that. Um, that's just what I think. Who knows if I'm right or wrong, but I think I have a Brady, uh, I have the Brady research behind me and that's oh pretty telling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, uh, any other teams you watch in the NFL? Any other games or you? Know, keep I up mean, with I've been. It takes me a minute before I like really get into NFL yeah, when it yeah. when it's the fall because I'm like college football and um, Sundays are a hard day. Um, so right. I'll kind of just get the highlights and check things out and mm-hmm. um, you know, I primarily focus on the Bills. I'll pay attention to the Broncos. They're doing not too bad. Um, I thought they were gonna. Mm-hmm do worse i thought they were going to start worse so i don't have any attachment to the broncos right, but yeah. you know we know a lot of people they need a, they need a, the broncos just kind of need a quarterback really that's just that's their missing link i mean teddy bridgewater may be that quarterback maybe yeah it's been two games it's hard to yeah tell. but like they have a the broncos have a great defense they have great playmakers um and maybe teddy bridgewater will be that quarterback but they definitely have a you know they have a full team that is definitely very good and you know should win a decent amount of games well and hopefully with john elway having less of a say in things they have the opportunity to thrive yes um i'm still kind of shocked john elway like didn't get fired for not being able to find a quarterback for like seven years but hey he still has the job I mean, they kind of pushed, they changed his job a little bit. So he didn't have as yeah, much power. Yeah. Right, but right. I think it's just, 
I think people in Denver and Colorado in general would have been like, what? You're making him go away even though he was making terrible business decisions. Yeah, it's not, I mean, I mean, you can kind of go, I mean, they're, you know, the Broncos have drafted well, but yeah. at quarterback, they have not made the best decisions. Maybe like that Manning was the only good one recently. Yeah, and that kind of fell into their lap. Yes. You know, I don't, I don't, maybe John Elway deserves credit for that, but I mean, there was reports like, you know that Peyton Manning's like number one preferred destination is the Broncos so maybe John Elway deserves more credit for that no I don't think so he should have gotten Josh Allen (laughs) yeah he could have he could have have. yeah that would have been a very smart move in terms of like a a market perspective a market yeah he got the whole geographic you know that would have been the smart decision to make but eh, they didn't they took somebody that I think I I shouldn't say, I don't know who they took instead of him, but probably won't be like a 20 year game changer potential like Josh Allen. No, I mean, Josh Allen is like bringing the bills back. He could have done it for the Broncos, but yeah, it's neither here nor there. We're not in that front office. (laughs) Yeah, we're not. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Want to talk about the NFL as a little overall? Yeah. Things. So do you, uh, so as a whole, I just want everybody to know the NFL is not dead. Um, just, just so we're kind of clear there. I feel like there's people out there that think the NFL is dying, but it's not. Uh, the Bucks cowboys uh, week one, Thursday night football, got a 24 point. They got 24.8 million viewers that first Thursday. To put that into perspective, that's going to be higher than every single sporting event outside of the NFL. Like that's going to beat the NBA finals. That's going to beat the MLB or the world series. That's going to, I think that's going to beat the college basketball final too. Cause I think college basketball gets around the 22 million mark. Wow. Um, anyways, just so people know like how popular the NFL is, like their first Thursday night game is going to basically beat 90, you know, 95% of all viewerships. Sporting viewerships in the country for the whole year. People like football. People like the NFL. Yes, they do. Did, uh, on that note, do you, did you know, like, the, uh, have you heard about their new contracts they signed? The NFL? The TV contracts? Um, no. I don't okay. think I've heard about the NFL TV contracts. Well, here you go. I'm going to tell you that right now. Nice. So, a, so between ESPN, CB, uh, CBS, Fox, and NBC, the NFL signed a new TV rights deal um, starting in 2023 to 2033. Mm-hmm. And just look, just look at this. This number should sh- this number should shock anybody that listens to it. The to- the totality of that contract is 113 billion dollars. Holy cow! Over 10 With- years. Over 10 years comes out to whatever, roughly a hundred or sorry, 10 point, roughly like $11 billion a year. And that maybe, you know, I follow this stuff. So I know like other sporting contracts, TV deals, but to put it in perspective, the NBA's TV deal with ESPN and TNT um, is roughly $2 billion a year. So the NFL is putting up, just in TV contracts, $11 billion a year between four networks. Man. And now there was some interesting, if you read into it, like there's um, Amazon is actually getting into the game a little bit. Yeah. So 
Thursday night football starting in 2023, there's going to be some, there's going to be games on Amazon. Um, so, and I'm not sure what Amazon paid. I think I heard it was, I think it was in the range of five to $600 million um, to stream these games. Um, just tells you how popular, like how many, like how much money the NFL makes just in like TV rights. Um, and also ESPN kind of sold their soul to the NFL these past few years yeah. and they have been now rewarded. ESPN and ABC are going to uh, have two Super Bowls in the next 10 years as well. I think I did hear about that one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's like so much happening with the contract negotiation because we talked about something recently when it came to TV contracts, but I don't know. I don't remember if it was the NFL because that's just a lot of different moving pieces for the NFL. Yeah, because the NFL is kind of like different, you know, like with the NBA, they kind of just, it's just ESPN and TNT. Yeah. Whereas the, you know, the NFL really kind of spreads it out between four networks. Um, and I don't know if I, I do watch ESPN and, you know, the ES, ESPN got on the bad side of the NFL probably, mm-hmm. you know, five, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And the NFL started giving them really bad Monday night football games and their ratings started to kind of go down because nobody wanted to watch these games. It was just like a bunch of, you know, boring teams that no one cared about. So ESPN made a pivot. They they fired their president and they hired a, a new one. I think it was his name is Jimmy Pataro. And I think his number one goal was to get on the good side of the NFL. Um, and I think it did work because now, because there's two ripples. One is ESPN and ABC. Then now we'll have two Super Bowls, which is obviously huge. Um, and also the Monday night, the Monday night football schedule, if you look this year is actually better, um, or on par with Sunday night football. So the Monday night ratings this year are going to be pretty good. And then to even to top that all out is starting in 2023, Monday night football is actually going to be able to flex games in and out. And so that's pretty key because when you have the flex option, what, what ESPN could do is if they have like, let's just say in week 10, they have two teams that are, you know, they have losing records. No one's going to care about them. They have some exclusive rights to change the game, basically. Like they can pick a game from Sunday, flex it into Monday and give their game to a different network to help their ratings. So little ripples there in the contracts that I think ESPN uh, really helped their case out. Uh, by renegotiating and getting back on the good side of the NFL, or it so seems. Hmm. Yeah. That's all very interesting. Yeah. And again, I'm probably like one of the only few people that actually follows all that. But I find it fascinating because a lot of these networks do vie for, you know, these primetime games. Like Sunday Night Football for NBC is huge. Thursday Night Football. You know, Fox has their supposed game of the week every week that they just call the game of the week because mm-hmm. i don't know why but sometimes it's not the game of the week Correct. but you know fox has fox has a great network a uh, great relationship with the nfl and i think espn finally um i think espn is finally gonna you know have better games going forward and especially with the super bowl and this flex uh the flex uh you know priorities um i think it's looking good for espn when it comes to the nfl basically my whole point of this to say is the NFL is thriving. They're yeah. doing very well. Um, they're, they're not hurting. 
no one should no one should think that no even the people who are like i'm not gonna watch because they don't support on either side what the nfl is doing like right. the nfl still bringing in a lot of viewers mm-hmm. yeah and you know they do and we could get we probably don't have enough time to get into this today i, I you know i think the nfl and this is where i kind of fall into a dilemma is the NFL does do a lot of things that are not player friendly and it can be not the best, you know, for pushing that forward. Like, you know, you know, especially with their, you know, how they can cut players without any salary guarantees or anything like that. Uh, Not the best when it comes to players and the players union is really weak, unfortunately. Um, But a lot of those decisions I think do benefit the NFL when it comes to like the business aspect. You know, yes. and, you know, me, Emily, you and I have talked about this a lot is like, it, I love the NBA. Like I watch the NBA a lot, but I do have a serious problem. And I think the NBA should be more concerned about uh, player, um, like players just sitting out random games. Like, I, I just, I just don't think that's good for the sport. And I think that does do long-term damage because, you know, you got to think about a lot of people that come watch games, you know, not everybody can afford to go to these games all the time. You know, a family makes the effort, pays the money to go watch. I'm just going to say one player that does it a lot, Kawhi Leonard, who I really like, but tends to sit out a lot of games just randomly. You know, if a family out there is going to watch Kawhi Leonard paying, you know, upwards of $500 uh, for a family, and then Kawhi Leonard just decides to sit out for rest. Like, I think that does cause potential, like that does cause long-term damage to the product. Um, I think the NFL does not have that particular issue that I think the NBA is facing um, currently. So bad for, you know, not great for the players union, good business decisions. And there's probably a balance somewhere, you know, you can find between the NFL and NBA. Um, But right now it seems to be working out more for the NFL, at least in a business aspect. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they were all businesses. So Right. As much and as think, uh, even the NCAA doesn't want to think like their business, their business. And so yeah. the NFL is like that, but like on steroids. Right. Yeah. I just, I just think the NBA should like, I think the NBA should take into like, I think they should be serious about like, Hey, we probably shouldn't have our best players just sitting out national TV games, you know, just randomly. And that, 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 that will harm the product. At least I think so. We'll see how it ends up like, how they end up changing it up for that. If that means with the, you know, different channels are like, yeah, if you don't, if you have players that are just not playing, like we mm-hmm. can televise other games. Right. Um, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you know, you don't either you have a player like, Hey, you got to tell us you're not like, or have a set amount of, I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas out there. Have a set amount of games. You're like, I'm just not going to play. So the NBA can move those games around. So you don't have like, you know, the big nights, the Saturday nights, the Thursday night, you know, NBA nights that everybody watches and all of a sudden the best players aren't playing. Or, you know, three of, three of the five stars in the games are sitting out. Like, that doesn't help anybody. Anyways, that was NBA stuff, but just wanted to say the NFL, for everybody that loves to, you know, you know say bad things about Roger Goodell and them, and he's not the best, but business-wise, it's hard to it's hard to say anything they're doing wrong 
on the business aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, I think people forget that that it's also a business it because it's like people's yeah. lives, and so they're like, "Well, you get wrapped up in the narrative of a player or a coach, right, right. and that's great." But that like it's they're still selling you a product, like you're still mm-hmm. a consumer here. Um, yes. The NFL and the players, like they are the creators, and mm-hmm. so you don't want to get trapped in that being like, "Oh yeah, like if you have issues with the NFL and you're like, well, I don't agree with this," like okay, that's it's good if you have some issue, like understand that Mm -hmm. it's the business that you have an issue with, not like necessarily a player or players. I mean, there are things that the players do that are of course problematic, but um, when it comes to the business side of things, it's, it's the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, just real quick, I know this is NFL, but the NBA, I think what, what my guess is, is going to happen is ESPN and TNT are going to start coming after the NBA because because ultimately, it, you know, the ESPN and TNT are paying $2 billion to the NBA. Yeah. And they're going to start having an issue like, hey, if players are sitting out, like, we're not giving you $2 billion a year. Yeah. And then it's going to start hurting the players' pockets because th- that's a big deal for the NBA, that $2 billion a year. Yeah. That allows these, you know, even these random middle, you know, middle of the pack players to make $80 million in the NBA, guaranteed salaries, you know. And I think if ESPN and TNT finally like are fed up with it, like, hey, our ratings are hurting because you, you have your star players sit out the most important games of the week. I think that's when you'll see a shift where the NBA will then like, we're OK, we're, let's, we have to figure this out. But the NFL does not have that issue right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. sure we'll revisit the NBA when the season picks up this yep. winter. Yeah. So the NFL, as an NFL fan, is your game of the week an NFL game? Probably, and it's probably going to be um, a player I really like. Of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my game of the week, actually, I think is actually a really good game. Is actually the Buccaneers versus the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. Um, obviously, for one reason, I like to watch Tom Brady, but the other reason I think the the Rams look good with Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, that's an NFC battle. That's a potential playoff. Um, you know, they, both of those teams could reach the playoffs and play in the playoffs, potentially in the NFC championship game. Um, I think you have the Los Angeles Rams defense going up against Brady. So you got like the pass rushing there and see how Brady does against that. And then of course the Buccaneers also have a good defense. Um, see how Matthew Stafford holds up against them. Um, I think all over, all around, I think this is the best game um, of the week for the NFL. And fun fact, it is actually Fox's game of the week. And I agree with it this week, at least. Oh man, you should write to them and be like, you did it right. You got you it. it right. You got <laughs> the game of the week, actually like the real game of the week. <laughs> Instead of being like, ah, oh, the dolphins and uh, who's well, see the funny, they the put Jets, the game the of the week. The, Jets. <laughs> the game of the week. I think this week was the Cowboys versus the Chargers, I think, was oh. Fox game of the week. And I was like, no, that was the Chiefs and Ravens. Like, no. the, the, the game of the week was the Chiefs and the Ravens. Like, that's what everybody wanted to watch. But anyways, that's my game of the week uh, looking forward. Solid pick. Mm-hmm. Very solid pick. Mine is college football. It is Arizona versus Oregon. I think the Oregon Ducks, they're going to be helping carry the Pac-12 
to the finish line of the season. Um, unless Arizona challenges them. I don't think they will. Oregon beat a very decent Ohio state a couple of weeks ago. So mm-hmm. it should be Oregon kind of blowing out Arizona, but I think it could be, it has the potential to be a fun game because the PAC 12 uh, remains the most inconsistent thing ever. <laughs> right. So like, I don't know much, but isn't like Oregon the only like you said, Oregon carries the Pac-12 at this point, right? It has been in recent years. Yeah. But I also thought Utah was going to do well. Uh-huh. But they, I mean, Utah's not doing great. And right. UCLA is, U- is ranked right now, but or they were ranked. But I am not certain they're going to stay ranked. I don't think they right. are that good. USC US- is, is always overrated. <laughs> yeah, USC... It's so funny. USC was so good for so long, and now they just can't seem to figure it out, which is really funny because they should probably be really good, like, honestly. Um, yes. They're, like, the premier – they are the premier team in California, which puts out, what, the second most NFL players in the country. Um, like They should be better. That you are <laughs> correct. Like, it's so weird where you're like, ah, oh, USC, this – this team that has been so good throughout history. And then you're like, what is going on? Yes. And firing a coach mid season. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Not even mid season. It's like two games, three two games, games in you fired the coach. What? <laughs> what? You want to talk about lighting money on fire? That's lighting money on fire right in front of all of us. Like just let him finish out the season and I the know. contract. No, because yeah, I'm not I mean, using a, an agency to search for a new coach. Yeah, mid-season, nothing is going to happen. They need first. They, that's what USC does need is first. They need to get a good coach, probably yes. like a real coach that can recruit. Because USC should not have a problem recruiting great players. Like it, they, like that just should not be an issue for them. That should probably start at getting a good coach. I wonder if Bill Belichick's interested. Well, you know, everyone thinks Urban Meyer and Urban yeah. Meyer had to be like, no. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to get real fed up losing in Jacksonville. That? Do you believe Urban Meyer? Like, I I'm do stopped. believe him. I don't think he wants uh-huh. to go back to college football. See, I don't think he'll go back after one year. Like, no. I, people think like, there's people like thinking he's just going to quit after one year. And I'm like, I don't know about that. No, he's going to give it a couple years. He's going to yeah. try to build the program. It helps that like, um, Trevor Lawrence is young. Mm-hmm. And so I think Urban Meyer is like, yeah, I can do something with this. I have this young quarterback. I can build a team around him um, and go from there. And I would hope they have that expectation of it being the first season mm-hmm. of a lot for both of them and like other players that they're like, all right, we're going to, we're going to work through this and figure it out. Um, or they have an unrealistic expectation that they were going to win every game, but I don't think Jacksonville fans had the highest hopes. They were excited, but like they understood right. where they stand. Got to keep those expectations in line. Yeah, you got to you got to like have very low expectations as a fan yep. of teams like Jacksonville, the yep. Browns. Even people in Ohio have like not the highest expectations for the Browns, and mm-hmm. Baker's been doing some great stuff. Yeah. But like it, it, they didn't expect the first season he was there that they were going to win the Super Bowl. I think oh. they could stand a chance in the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I agree with you. So, huh? anyways, Oregon carrying the Pac-12, yeah. hoping other teams start to pick it up. We'll see. Um, <laughs> what's your hot take of the week? All right, I'm I'm all over 
I'm all over the place here. It's all good. It's a sports podcast. You can talk about all the things. We talk about pop culture. You want to talk about The Bachelor? Do it. I I do watch Bachelor in Paradise. Um, that's quite a show. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and actually, just a little, I'm not going to, that's not my hot take, but I actually, this could be a hot take. I think Bachelor in Paradise is the best of the, the Bachelor universe. I think people I think agree with you there. I think everyone I, agrees. Because it's, it's, it's just has so much drama and it's just great. <laughs> it's, it's way better than The Bachelor or Bachelorette, in my opinion. My real hot take of the week is, is this a hot take? I don't know. So I don't know if you know, the US Open happened for it tennis in New York City. Novak Djokovic lost in the final. Love that. Love to see that happen. Um, but I'm going to give a little hot take here. And I am a huge Federer fan, as you know. I yeah. think we did a whole podcast about it. I really think Novak Djokovic is, it is probably the greatest tennis player of all time. Um, I also think no one cares, <laughs> like, to be quite honest. Because he uh, has a bad attitude? Because I don't think people like him. I, I, there's, like, of course, a, a group of people that love Novak Djokovic, right? Um and there's a huge portion of the of the population that watches tennis like me that can't stand Novak Djokovic. I'll put that aside to say I, I do I do think he is the greatest at this point. Um, this is my whole theory with you know Brady as well. Is at some point Novak Djokovic is just doing so much, it's becoming hard to argue otherwise. Yeah, like he's he's beaten Federer many times at the biggest stage uh, he's beaten Nadal um he now has as many grand slams as all of them um he has a winning record against both of them um he has what he did at the French Open and he beat Nadal at the French Open which I, is a huge deal cuz Nadal doesn't lose at the French Open and Novak Djokovic has now done it twice to Nadal at the French Open um, I think it's becoming to the point. I think it's becoming to a point where it's hard to argue against Novak Djokovic um, being the greatest tennis player. Um, he's just so good. He he almost won the calendar Grand Slam, but he didn't. Uh, did make me very happy, but he did get close. <laughs> Federer is still my favorite. Always will be. Um, but as if I'm looking at it objectively, I, I think. It's getting to the point it's hard to argue against Novak Djokovic. Federer is still the greatest, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, for our tennis fans who listen, they might think that's a hot take. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a pulse on the tennis community. I ask you well, when I have tennis questions. Well, a lot of people don't like, I mean, I, Novak Djokovic's attitude is just not the best. And yeah, I, I don't know if you watch the Yosef. There's just times he just does things on the court that... I think he gets a pass for, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, that other players don't. Um, I don't want to turn this into like an issue, but like people kill Serena Williams for acting out sometimes, like being emotional on the court, mm-hmm. like saying she doesn't know how to act and this and that. Um, like Novak Djokovic does that all the time and usually worse than Serena Williams has ever done. Like there was a, a during the US Open final. Um, like a ball was kind of bouncing 
and one of the ball girls was running to get the ball and he like pretended, you know, like you kind of pretend to hit the ball and it scared the ball girl. Like she like, like she like hit her face. Like he, she thought Novak Djokovic was about to hit the ball at her. And I don't think that's a great look. And no one apparently like it was like a minor deal. Like I just, I just think if another player, again, I'm not trying to make it into that, but if Serena Williams did something like that, I think it would have been used for like three days. You know, like she was, you know, I just don't like his antics on the court. I'm just not, I'm not a fan of it. And I think he gets away with a little too much. I think you're not alone in that. Yeah. That's, that's all I got to say. That's my hot take. <laughs> I think it's a good hot take and I think it's a good explanation and a good, uh, some good tennis updates. Yeah. Which we like. Um, my hot take is that Georgia Tech is going to upset UNC this week and I think US, UNC is uh, ranked too high. And Ooh. Georgia Tech's not ranked at all, but uh, I don't UNC think UNC... Ranked? They're like 24. Ah. So when I say they're ranked too high, I mean, why are they ranked? <laughs> I I wouldn't know, but I'll I'll root for that upset. I mean, I like UNC. I just don't see them. I don't think that they're there yet. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mac Brown has them in a good place, but um, mm, my faith is lacking in the Tar Heels when it comes to football. Well, well, we'll see. We'll find out. I know find out this weekend it'll be great we'll recap it um so first i want to thank you for coming on and talking about the nfl role and like bringing all the different like fun facts and stats that emily and i really never get into um i think it's very like helpful to just like have more insight to those types of things no thank you for having me on always willing to come and give you a little little stats here and there that not many people pay attention to and well, I like to do. <laughs> we appreciate it. And I'm sure yeah. the folks listening do as well. Um, yeah. Emily Jarenka will be back next week. So we'll. Sorry, you had to deal with the B team. This week. I, you're not the B team. You're the <laughs> A team. Um, you're, you're part of the team. But we'll, we'll talk more about like college football next week. Um, be sure to t- subscribe to Tailgate Society podcast. Check out the different um articles coming out you know college football is happening nfl is happening WNBA is happening there's lots happening to like follow up on so be sure to check out the content but we will talk to you next time thank you for listening emily and emily sports and courts